Hey friend, welcome to Grounded, the vestibular podcast. I'm Dr. Madison Oak, aka the Vertigo Doctor. I am the vestibular physical therapist who is here to help you with all things dizziness, imbalance, and vertigo. In this podcast, we explore the fascinating world of vestibular disorders. Come with me as we dive into the journey to discover the mysteries of dizziness, the brain, inner ear, and the balance mechanisms that keep us grounded. Whether you've been managing your dizziness for one day or for 25 years, we are going to get real about what it takes to manage dizziness, handle the anxiety cycle, and thrive, not just survive, with your vestibular disorder. First, I want to remind you that this is never medical advice. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only and may or may not be the best fit for you and your personal situation. It shall not be construed as medical advice. The information and education provided here is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment, advice, and or diagnosis. Always check with your own physician, medical professionals, and healthcare team before trying or implementing any information found here. Meet me in your coziest chair while we navigate the highs and lows and the twists and turns of the vestibular universe. Welcome to Grounded. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Jenna, and if you're listening to this, I'm just introducing myself, what I do, a little bit more about me, and a little bit about my journey into being a vestibular physical therapist. So it all starts with being in PT school, and I went to UW-Madison, and I went there for undergrad too, so I just got to hang out in one of my favorite cities in Wisconsin for a little bit longer. And I was just really fortunate to be at a school that had a very solid introductory vestibular education and training. Our professor said that she helped write the like entry-level guidelines for practicing physical therapists. And she's like, I'm going to make sure that you can all do it because I wrote it. So we better make sure we're practicing what we're preaching. So we got a lot of great instruction, a lot of good hands-on work in lab. And part of that, <clears throat> part of that helped set us up for the opportunity to be in different clinical settings once we had our clinical internships and be in places that did more of a vestibular specialty as well. So for that, I was super fortunate, really lucky, and was able to do some vestibular clinicals. I did one down in Fort Myers, Florida, and that was a little bit more of a mix too, so I saw some more orthopedic patients as well. And then I was able to do a clinical in Austin, Texas that was just all vestibular all the time. And that was also where uh, Dr. Madison did a clinical too. We just were there at different times. And we were able to really learn a lot because when you're with people that um, are doing this as their daily job and seeing people all day, every day, you get all this information of, you know, this person has vestibular migraine, but we think this one does too. And you can just see as a student how things one person might say is different than the other person and even though all these different areas might sound different, you can still take the overarching ideas and saying, well, all of this can be vestibular migraine and here's why you need to ask these questions or listen to what the person's saying to best give them what they need because not every vestibular migraine person is the same. And that applies with 
BPPV with hypofunction, if we saw people after getting a surgery to help correct dehiscence or maybe an acoustic neuroma, like if you're seeing that person that happens to have this thing, like you don't, you want to keep the person in front of you in mind and then consider the medical side as well, but really make sure you're listening to the person. And I was really thankful and grateful to get that type of opportunity because that just made me more confident in the future. And once I was on my own to be able to tie in those concepts and maybe if I'm not super sure about what I might be doing, it's more of that, okay, well, I'm solid in my knowledge. I'm listening to the person. Like we got to be creative. And that's one of the reasons why I liked vestibular. I've stuck with vestibular is because of that more of a a little bit of a detective. You got to problem solve. Everyone's a little different. So you really got to break down what are they saying, what might be going on, and what can we maybe do to get to the core of it and help improve. And if we're getting some improvement, but not quite where we want it to be, what do we need to change or what do we maybe need to try compensating for in addition to that extra work that someone is putting in? So vestibular can be challenging, it can be frustrating, and that's why it can be really great to see people make these strides and improve or have that light bulb moment where something's clicking. And I know for those same reasons, that's why it's challenging and tough and can be discouraging at times too. Uh, another thing that just more practically speaking, vestibular has been Something I've enjoyed and have stuck with too is just because of the education aspect and the way that you can be flexible with it. You can do it remotely. You can do it online with telehealth because there's so much education and problem solving, brainstorming, and then implementing where we always want to keep safety in mind. But I think it's a really good area that can translate into those remote settings and can help with access. And especially when you're not feeling your best because of your vestibular condition, and then you can't get the therapy to help the vestibular condition, it kind of becomes this catch 22. And I think it's great that there's a medium that you can kind of bypass that a little bit and start to work towards progress. Other things that I always like to keep in mind, just more about me, is I'm based out in Minnesota now. So I grew up in Wisconsin. I went to school in Wisconsin, but now I am in Minnesota. I just tell people I wanted a little bit different city, but the same type of weather. So I am in Minnesota now. And I have a cat her name's Regina. And initially when I was growing up, I never had a dog. I never had a cat. I had some gerbils. So I never really had like a larger size animal that could freely roam in your same space. And I only had a couple interactions with cats and they were never the best. And it's probably because I was a little kid and I didn't realize that maybe cats don't like being pet as much as dogs and they want their space. So I was like, oh, well, cats don't like me. I don't really like them. I was convinced otherwise. And now I totally love cats. They're great. Their personalities are funny. They can range so much. And it's been a great addition to my life. 
and my partner taught her how to use those buttons to hit when she wants like a puzzle or food or to play, which is really funny. So I think it's been a fun experience and I think I've been spoiled with getting such a great cat right from the get-go. And let's see what else about me. I like to stay active. I can't say I do a ton of like winter sports, but I do like to go out and go on longer bike rides. Recently got some paddle boards, so I figured I could explore the land of 10,000 lakes with a, a paddle board here. And definitely interested to get into some camping more in the future, but I know the last summer it's been kind of busy and the air quality and weather, I was like, I don't know if uh, camping is for us this year. And also recently purchased a home. So I've been in big house project mode with painting and ripping up carpets. And my newest exploration is going to be in bathrooms and figuring out how to do some very mild plumbing with changing out a faucet. So hopefully that goes well. Plumbing kind of scares me, intimidates me, but there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, which a lot of people say, look on YouTube, go through some videos, and you can learn a lot. So I can keep you updated on that as well. So I think right now I'll talk a little bit about how Dr. Madison and I started working together and my involvement with Vestibular Group Fit. So I know Madison's probably shared some of her side of how she started building vestibular group fit. And I just remember when she's like, hey, I've been taking this like website class that I got as a gift. And I think I'm going to just try to keep doing this as a full-time area. And I want to offer more classes and education and a support group. And will you join on with me in this? And I was like, great, this is awesome. And I still remember trying to start with the first videos, figuring out the exercises, the timing, cues, modifications, all this stuff. So I think if you looked at classes now and maybe those early videos, they might feel different, but I think it also can serve as a nice library of different um, progressions and having a little bit different variety too in terms of challenge. But I think we've come a long way with that. I also started learning more about Tai Chi and taking a Tai Chi class through my community education courses that are offered through the Minnesota Public Schools and started incorporating that into something that we provide in vestibular group fit, along with adding additional great coaches that teach Pilates, yoga, meditations, additional strength and cardio with their own style, their own lens. And it's just been really great to see this group grow and change in different ways and with the feedback of everyone else. And then also I help on the back end too with trying to answer questions or help guide people to the different content that has been created through the premium content. I also help with writing blog posts that discuss what that premium content entails and get it on the website as well. 
And then more of that kind of back end behind the scenes with planning, gathering information, and trying to put things together. So that's been really fun too. And then one of our newer projects that we've been working on that you might have heard about is Madison and I are doing a small group coaching cohort together. So just a little bit more tailored, smaller group so you can get to know each other, be a little bit more attentive in information and trying to craft it to what you're trying to get out of your progress or education or just coming up with tools to help manage. So it's been really fun having these different avenues, these different alleys of ways to work on vestibular, work with Dr. Madison, and it's just been really fun so far. So I'm really grateful that uh, she was able to take this idea, turn it into reality, and keep going with it. Um, I know I listed off a lot of things I do, which kind of sounds like a lot, but I know she is doing a lot, lot more there. So I am always appreciative for the hard work she's putting in, not only for you, but for me. And I think it's just been a really awesome experience. One of the things that I really like about Vestibular Group Fit is just the community, the people that are there. I'm learning things from people just as much as hopefully I'm giving them something to learn from or take away or maybe just spark a different conversation or idea in their head that might lead them to an answer that they're looking for. So I really like the way that we can have that collaboration and discussion that kind of just grows out different ideas or perspectives that I think can just help anyone that reads it later on if they find the conversation or just for me moving forward going, you know, this really reminds me of something else that happened with a different person or a different conversation I had. And here's kind of how that went. And we just get to keep building off of and learning more from each other, which I think is really great. And let's see, the other new adventure I'm trying to get into from a just personal note is gardening. So the last one or two years I first started, I just have some buckets. And last year I learned that when I was in an apartment, so our neighbors had a dog and I learned that my zucchini, my squash, they were doing great. I was like, wow, gardening's so easy. And then they went on vacation and their dog wasn't going outside all the time. So that's when I learned about rabbits and bunnies and other critters that probably really like zucchini and squash. So I did not get a great harvest from them. And then this year I learned about squash bugs in my new place. So I am also a little fruitless there. But the ones that have been going really well with uh, gardening has been my tomatoes and my shishito peppers, which are uh, more of a kind of sweet or non-spicy pepper, but every one out of a some amount, there's a really, really spicy one. So it doesn't happen often, but it happens enough. And I already had a spicy one this year off my plant. So I think I'm good for the rest of the season and I can eat with abandon, but those have been going really well. And I'm trying broccoli and Brussels sprouts. And I always have some kale because kale never fails. And in terms of the broccoli and the Brussels sprouts, I don't really know what to expect. I haven't read up much. I probably should more. And I think that's going to be one of my winter 
you know, snuggled away in the cold and learning more about gardening. And I also want to learn more about having different pollinator friendly plants in our yard, just as a more of a landscaping type gardening. So I think it will be fun to read more about that, read about all these great things that happen in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, in order to kind of get excited for that, learn and prep in the winter, and then be ready to go come springtime on some different projects. So if you have any ideas, again, Minneapolis, Minnesota, I joined an upper Midwest, like, native plant group. So I'm trying to learn more, read some books, but if there's anything you want to bestow on me, I'm always grateful. And hopefully I can bestow some knowledge on you with either your vestibular questions or guiding you through different content, either on the Vertigo Doctor website, or maybe if you're a vestibular fit group fit member, some different classes or techniques that you're interested in too. So maybe it can be a nice little barter situation. So one of the things that's been really cool about mine and Dr. Madison's story is that, you know, we both went to school together. We had a lot of the same training. We were in the same classes. We had some similar clinicals. And then we also both did our certificate of competency and vestibular rehabilitation through 360 Balance which is the owner of the clinic is where we also did a clinical in Austin. So at their physical therapy clinic. So it was really nice just to kind of go through things full circle with them. And then I've done some other courses. I've done like a concussion course. I've read books on books, you know, with different perspectives of concussion or migraine and DDS and even like chronic pain, I think there's a lot of great information there. So that you can't always, you know, organize into a, here's a course or here's a certificate I got, but here's just some different information and ways to learn. And then also doing a different course that just took a little bit more at, more of a look at the cervical spine and considerations there. That was more with a concussion mindset, but just keeping in mind there's certain techniques you can learn in areas that can apply to others. So just because I learned it in a concussion course doesn't mean I can't use it with someone that doesn't have a concussion. So I think just trying to learn more, see different techniques, learn about different perspectives or ways to educate, describe things just helps you figure out what do I want to pull out with this particular person that might resonate better. And then that might change with a different person too. So that's a lot of what I'm trying to do is just find different areas, different perspectives, different options, because I feel like it's my job to know about things and present them to the person in front of me because you don't know what you don't know. And it's hard to make a decision if you don't know all the options available. So I just want to give you options and then you can see what one feels best to me in this moment or what one do I want to try and maybe keep those other ones in my back pocket for later down the road if it's something I feel like I want to revisit. So it's been really fun. I don't think this is where I expected I would be when I was graduating from PT school, but I'm glad it's where I've ended up. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Please reach out to me at any time. My email is jenna at thevertigodoctor.com 
or my social media is dizzy underscore rehab underscore therapist. Instagram is something I will be starting to work harder on. I know it's an important way to get your message out there, teach others, but I am just, I am learning from scratch here. So bear with me. If you have some tips there, that'll be appreciated too. All right. Thanks again, everyone for listening. And thank you so much for everything that you've uh, done.